The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cap Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Cap Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Power Cat Podcast. I know it says Wednesday's date on this podcast, but it went up Tuesday night because we're special. How do you know nobody listened to it on Tuesday night? No, they might. They can. It's going to be up Tuesday night. Oh. Yeah. We're going to finish. It's knock, knock on that wood. I... Okay. I think that was wood. That sounded like wood. I think it's real veneer. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're going to finish this thing. We're going to put it on the website. we got so much stuff coming. And it's Thanksgiving week. That means we all want to have a day to share with our relatives and loved ones. And mostly a dead turkey. That's going to be the day Bill Snyder retires. He's going to announce it on Thanksgiving. Yep. Just just to spite us. Oh, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, sure he wouldn't. He would not do that. Yeah, it, uh, no players again on uh, Tuesday at Tuesday's press conference. Makes our job incredibly easy. They had better things to do, Fitz. Yeah, I think it was toenail clipping day down the locker room. No classes on campus right now, so it's not like they had academic responsibilities to which to attend. Just better things to do. They now, after 331 games, starting last week as head coach of the Kansas State Wildcats, Bill Snyder has determined I was wrong. They have better things to do. Better things. That's all right. Hey, like I said, it, made our, it makes our day easy, man. Yet here we are, late night, recording the podcast. Well, that's mostly because we're idiots. <laughs> I mean, let's be clear about that. Uh, we're trying to pack everything into, like, we usually have, like, a full three days of work, you know, in the middle of the week. We got Monday, which is a little bit slower. We do this and that. And we got Friday that sometimes we've got stuff to do, but we try to be done so it's a travel day or, you know, kind of regroup day. This week we have two days. And we're about done with one of them. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Uh, Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson. It's the Power Cat Podcast. And we're sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Uh, it's the holidays. And you've got to go to your relatives on Thursday. And if you're in the area, you should probably stop by the fridge and get a lot of those little bottles of liquor that you can smuggle onto an airplane. Because... You don't like your relatives. I know it, and you know it. You don't actually have to smuggle them on anywhere. You're allowed to take them on. You're just not allowed to drink them on the flight. Well, you're allowed to if they don't catch you. We asked TSA. Oh, allowed to drink them, yeah. Yeah. But it's completely legal to take them It's kind of like robbing a convenience store. You're allowed to as long as you don't get caught. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Zach, stay on this one. So you probably want to be the nice you know, guest and bring a bottle of champagne. What? And present that to the in-laws, and then have a lot of Jack Daniels and Crown or vodka or tequila, if that's how you roll. If that's how you want to roll in the holidays, I'm not going to judge you, you alky, you, you fun person. 
just just sneak it, just sneak them in and just start, you know, hitting the little things and just if don't don't throw them into the bathroom trash can. That they'll figure it out. If you're celebrating with your Trust in-laws, me. I wouldn't suggest Crown or any other whiskey. As speaking as someone who, why a time or two has probably had too much whiskey and done some things that probably shouldn't be done in front of in-laws. But remember, don't drink and drive. Pull over and chug. Um, is that horrible, horrible advice? <laughs> That's awful. Oh, my God. No. You can't, not, you can't do that? No, you no. can't do that. Oh, man, I don't understand the law at all. Don't drink and drive because you might hit a bump and spill your drink. Exactly. That's like, you know, don't text and drive. Just have someone else steer for a while. <laughs> Guys. That's okay. funny. That, okay. one, that one's funny. Anyhow, get to the fridge. Go buy some booze. You hate your relatives, and you're going to need lubricant. What? <laughs> oh, my God. This is off to a roaring start. <laughs> and the segment is brought to you by Tanner's. Now, I heard Tanner's was a rockin' for Monday Night Football. Rockin'. It's a great place to watch a sporting event. It is a great place to watch a sporting event. TV's everywhere, great service, wide selection of beers and boozes. Get into Tanner's, corner of 12th and Morrow in Aggieville. Say hi to Jeremy. Tell him he's sexy. He never hears that. Oh, crap, he listens to this. Tell him he's sexy. He really is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you think he was showing the Flow Hoops game? I don't think so. Doubt it. There's way better things to do, like the Chiefs. Do we have any questions about flow hoops? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I got stuff to say. I got stuff to say. Uh, Yeah. Are we ready to roll here with questions from Wildbass Station? Sure. Uh, Here is your MC, Mr. Zach Carlson. From Cliff Clavin 754, true or false, the Texas Tech game crowd was the worst for a conference game since Prince was here. Probably. It wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. I think it's twofold. I mean... But it's tough to blame them. It was really cold. It's easy to look at it. It was in the 30s. No, it was the wind chills were in the teens. And I don't even accept that. It was miserable. And and it was like the worst it's been. It's not like we've had 10 other winter days just like it. And then you go out and you're acclimated. It was was really bad. Zach, Um, would you like to speak as to how cold it was? Yeah, Zach, you were on the field. I don't think it was as cold as OU in 2013. I think that's still going to be the coldest game I've ever Interesting. done. At least maybe that's just because it was early in my career where I wasn't necessarily as prepared to stand, where as Saturday I was hand-warmered up, gloved up. I mean, my eyes were the only thing not covered on my body, essentially. So I don't know. I was ready for it. And those are beautiful, so that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, it, it was miserable. Now, all that said... I don't think a lot of people were coming to the game. People, people were happy they beat KU, K, K State beat KU, but they left kind of pissed off because yeah. it was just not impressive. It was clear that the talent is pretty close to equal. Uh, people aren't happy. You know, Coach Snyder said, "I hope it was the weather." Coach, I got news for you: it wasn't all the weather, man. There's the waters aren't calm. Yeah, they're part. They were partly frozen on Saturday. <laughs> But the, the the waters are not calm. And, you know, he said at Tuesday's press conference he didn't pay attention to those things on the outside. Now, I know that's not completely true, but 
how would he know if the fans are happy or not if he doesn't pay attention? I mean, I just speaking from student perspective, knowing a lot of kids that were here because they were in classes, I knew that was going to be empty. Hey, that's Dude, something. My, friend, my friends went for the tailgate. Well, but th- that's something a lot of people don't understand. It's fall break on campus. Back in the day when we go- went to class and covered wagons, we didn't have fall break. You got off Thursday and Friday, and you came okay. Back. But you also got a you also got a legit fall break too. What? Did you not get like three days earlier in the fall? Huh. Really? No, no, there was no. That's fall what like break. KU like KU gets like a a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in like October, and then they get Thursday, Friday this week. That's weird. Just give them it a week off. It makes up a full off. week. I I prefer to have the full week. Yeah, I'd, so I'd rather have it the other way. You'd, you'd rather, rather have, have two the, days. I'd rather this have week? two. I mean, a couple days in October, a couple days in think or for Thanksgiving. There you go. Yeah. When I was day for Labor Day, like, like when I was boom. in classes, it was nice because you go what nine weeks there of full schedule classes, and then you get a full week off to recharge your batteries, and then you come back finish out the last two weeks strong. Now, if Kansas State wanted to help out the Aggieville businesses, they would have those three extra days right around Halloween so Aggieville could celebrate the five days of Halloween <laughs> and have a contest. One day this night. campaign will work. Yes. Um, yeah, so people my generation don't get it. The kids aren't on campus right now. It's just like spring break. It's just tied to Thanksgiving, and they just get the week off. So if your team isn't good on Saturday, they're gone. Now, if K-State was legitimate and had a big-time team, they would have stayed and left after the game. I mean, that's a simple truth. They, the student body was so empty, the ones who did stay probably said, I should have gone home because it's cold. But most of them were gone. Yeah. It's weird and, that it's on the ticket almost. And I, like, I'm torn between blaming them because I'm thinking, hey, if you're a real fan, you're a student, you enjoy going to the football games, what's one more day? Just stick around Friday night and go to the game. But then on the other hand, I'm like, eh. You haven't been home in a few weeks. It's cold as hell, and this team is four and six. I see both sides. That was a background. From Atticoon? I don't know how to say this. Yeah, it's a new one. It's a new one. Uh, How much do you think that the weather affected the Texas Tech players? Seemed like the cold helped with some of those fumbled snaps and drop passes. Okay. There's a line. Football coaches tell their players all the time, oh, it's not that bad, you know, tough it out. Just, you know, get through it. We hear stories about Bill Snyder putting on a winter jacket in the 102-degree heat to talk about how it's really not that bad outside. And I'm sure that's what Cliff Kingsbury was doing coming into this game. It's not that cold. Tough it up. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen a coach do. It was dumber than Mac Brown's overreaction to 40-degree weather. Yeah, heaters for 40 degrees and snacks and coats. And Cliff Kingsbury was rolling out there with no stocking cap, just his beautiful hair to warm his head. And as much as he was trying to be tough, he he could tell he was cold. You could tell. They had no heaters and no coats on the sidelines for Texas Tech. I have news for you. Hypothermia isn't about being tough. These guys were cold. And by the time K-State started kicking the snot out of them, kind of push them around, they said, we're done. We don't they, – they would just shut down. Now – I say that, and I don't want to say K-State only won because of the cold. That's not all. K-State played great. The defense was amazing. The defense had Texas Tech 
flustered long before the cold got to them. But at some point, they were like, screw this. Get us back to Lubbock. By the way, that's the first time anyone's ever said that. No one's ever proclaimed, no, get no, us to Lubbock. No, no one's ever said, screw this. I want to be in Lubbock. It's, it's that's how cold it was. That's how cold it was. But to not even have a sideline jacket. It's one thing to not have the heaters. Okay, fair enough. But to not even have sideline jackets, man. You're a Big 12 institution. Don't tell me you don't have sideline jackets. I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe it's, Oh, there's no way they Maybe don't when you play for Cliff Kingsbury, you're supposed to buy, be just warm with good looks. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen a coach do. Bottom. Bottom. Point blank. I love that K-State defensive effort. I don't think they hold them scoreless if it's warmer. By the fourth quarter, there was like packs of players on the Texas Tech sideline. They looked like red penguins seeking warmth <laughs> from each other. It was it was just ridiculous. Bad idea. K-State wins. Good idea. From CDM Goodyear, big or not, big or not so big of a surprise that Tech walked away with only six points. Uh, big. Huge. <laughs> Anyone that thinks it's not, come on now. I mean, they haven't been held without a touchdown since 2006. Jet Duffy mm-hmm. threw for 440 yards and four touchdowns. Ron Prince before. was in his first year at K-State the last time this happened. <laughs> so, yeah, big. It's huge. It's, it's amazing. Good. It's not about cold weather. It's about a great game plan and a great execution by the players. I, you know, I mean, cold weather played a role in this game, but Wow. Uh, Blake Sadler and, and Brian Norwood appear to be finding a real good groove together as coaches, and and they seem to have these players really bought in and understanding what they're supposed to do because the injuries have piled up on defense, and yet the defense is playing well. That's the biggest thing for me is can you imagine if they'd hit this stride with a, a healthy group of players, you know? Have your full linebacking core. Have your secondary be 100% healthy. I mean, it's astonishing to me that they're coaching this well. And like I said, Jeff Duffy had 440 and four touchdowns against Oklahoma the week before. Now, I know Oklahoma doesn't have a good defense, but still to put up that that, that type of numbers against Oklahoma is, is definitely telling. And then to be absolutely shut down. I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't, I don't think he had 200 yards, did he? Had to be lower than that, right? No, they didn't have. They had 181 yards of offense. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, and to not score under 200 passing yards, what what an effort! And yeah, like we said, the the cold factor didn't do it a little bit, but but not so much that the K State defense got lucky by any means. From KSU, man, if we win on Saturday, what happens next? If we lose on Saturday, what happens next? Or does it matter if we win or lose as far as Coach's future is concerned? Honestly, I don't know. I don't think anyone really saw the wins, three wins in a row coming. Because Texas Tech and Iowa State have both been better than K-State all year long. Um, If they lose, I think there will be an announcement. You know, maybe a press release Sunday, press conference Monday. Maybe Coach Snyder will delay it. Uh, you know, but I think it's going to happen. At least that's what's being communicated to significant donors that it's going to happen. Now it gets interesting at six and six. Do you still announce a retirement and go to a bowl game? I mean, that gets a little sticky. You need the new coach in-house recruiting, and the old coach can't be. You can only do one or the other. You can only have a head coach. You can't have a separate staff out recruiting and another staff coaching. That's You can't do that. So it gets a little sticky. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see K-State winning this game, but then again, the way the defense is playing, they could muddy this up and, you know, 
scored just enough points to win. Right. To, to, I mean, I've been asked multiple times, I'm sure, you because you do more radio than I do, but I've been asked multiple times on radio, just like uh, wh- what everything is leaning right now, where uh, what a win means, what a loss means, and I, I, I honestly don't know. I'm getting to the point where it's like I've, I've exhausted myself trying to think through all the scenarios, you know? It's like all the hypotheticals in the world sit here, and, and you, you, delib- you deliberate. That's Debate, good. yeah, yeah. You, you sit there and you you try to think through. You try to put yourself in the mind of a man that you can't figure out. Yeah, you know, and and we don't know what he's thinking. We're hearing things of what he's thinking and things like that. But you, do, you just never know. Um, like Fitz said, a loss certainly seems like yeah, they would probably make some sort of announcement with within a, a short time frame. But who knows? Who knows? What if he tries to drag it out? For another half month, what if a win completely changes things, and it's just you're exhausting yourself at this point? I, I what I really don't want is him to try to get in a game of chicken with his athletics director because he will probably lose. He he's I think he's got his calculation out of whack here. The is there questions about the comments to the TV? That was really strange. What what he supposedly told the broadcast crew. Compared to what he claims he's told us, it's, he told the broadcast crew that'll come down to whether the president, fans, and players want to have me back. Skipping over his AD. Not, did he forget? Not, it sounded pretty intentional. Um, and then on Tuesday he claimed, I haven't. Told you, haven't told them anything I haven't told you. That's crap. He's never said that to us. It's a lie. He's always said, I will wait to the end of the season and make a decision when I consult my family. If I feel like I can, I, 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 and not about what's good for the program anymore. Um, So I don't know, man. I'm confident he's going to retire. I just have the feeling he's digging himself in for a fight. He just don't fight it, man. I I don't know what to say. I don't I'm 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 very I'm very frustrated by the things he's doing right now and I don't get it. I just don't get it. It's like I hate to not be able to answer questions about the future of K State football fully, but it's like we're getting to the point where it's just like, guys, I <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, this thing with the players He's, I assume he's trying to settle a score with the media. I don't know what. I mean, the media, yeah, have I and others called for his retirement? Yeah, we don't ask for him to be fired. We've asked him to retire. People that are closely observing this program see the trouble coming immediately down the road. Now, granted, Bill Snyder probably feels like he knows better than us, and he probably should feel that way, but... If he can't see that his team's got recruiting problems, his program's got recruiting problems, I don't know what to tell you because he himself has shut down recruiting right now to focus on these games. You can't shut down recruiting in November. You can't do these things and, and survive. So, look, I we'll see what he decides to do. He might dig in his heels and try to come back for another season. And there's only one of two ways that's going to end. Drastic Drastic damage to the program that he loves because recruiting is going to suffer. It is suffering. And players are going to leave. Because if he's appealing to his players, they're being pretty vocal outside of that locker room about 
what's going on. He's going to lose that battle or he's going to end up getting forced out, and nobody wants that. Gene Taylor doesn't want to do that, but I think he will do that at this point because if, and I'm going to be blunt here, if a change doesn't happen because Bill Snyder digs in and Gene Taylor doesn't do anything or President Myers won't back him in doing something, that starts the clock for the athletics director. You own this from here forward. Football program falls apart. That's on you. That's the truth. That'll go on your resume, on your career. I clearly thought Bill Snyder's comments to the TV people, if accurately portrayed, and I'm told, yeah, yeah, it was, was a line in the sand at athletics director. You want me out, I'm going to go to the president, the fans, and the players to, to overrule you. Same kind of stuff he did with John Curry, and I got news. John Curry isn't Gene Taylor. Gene Taylor isn't John Curry. He's miscalculating this one, I think. From Solly43, oh, excuse me, from Freuch101, do we see Malik Knowles and or Lance Robinson on the field Saturday in Ames? Yes, and I think it's a bad decision. And Brooks. Yeah. And Brooks. All three of them. All three of them are in there. Look. They're four games in. They will play because it's best for K-State to win the game and Bill Snyder to win the game. I frankly would like them to go into this game without putting any of those guys on the field from the start and see if you can win it, okay? Um, Malik Knowles should not be the only – like, you shouldn't be to this point in the season and go, oh, Malik Knowles. That's, That's the key. You should have enough players out there on the field to win you a game. My, my now, thing about all these guys are, if you if there was a chance you were going to play in five games, you should have played them so it's eight games. Mm-hmm. Yep. The mismanagement isn't at the end. It's at the beginning. I would like to see them leave them on the sidelines, try to win it with guys like Zuber, Schoen, Reuter. And if they're not doing anything offensively, and Iowa State's still within – Striking distance, you know, second quarter, third quarter, then go ahead and put them in. Fine. I understand it. You're trying to get to a bowl game. What I fear is going to happen is K-State's going to trot them out on the first possession and burn it right there. Or maybe they will wait a little bit. Iowa State gets up 21 nothing, and then they burn a pointless redshirt. Because I got news for you folks. If they're down by two-plus scores early, it's done. It's over. Hey, Bill Snyder admitted on Tuesday that he doesn't like the rule. He doesn't. He thinks it's a silly rule. Now, why? I don't know. I mean, what? Why do you hate this rule? I don't. Why, how get could it. you hate this rule? It costs you nothing to play these kids four games. I I absolutely don't understand how a coach could hate this rule. You talk about not having enough players because eighty-five scholarships and injuries, and now, oh by the way, you can play your freshman four games. What games do you play them? Well, that's the calculation, Coach. That's what that that's part of your job is figure out how to how to manage these guys and keep them at four games. I here's why he doesn't like the rule. It's change. It's different. Oh, Coach, I get it. You're in a position now. You got to get to a bowl game. I get it. But man, you're gonna burn an entire year's eligibility on these young men. For one more game. And a trip to the Armed Forces Bowl, at best. Or the Cheez-It Bowl. It's not, not worth again. it. No. It's not worth you it. You know that's what it's going to be. 
I think they're going to Memphis if they make it. Oh my god! But it's like, but honestly, it's not worth it. It's not fair to Malik Knowles. It's not fair to Lance Robinson. And he put it on the players on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone doesn't want to play, they won't play. What? Like, you really okay? So let me get this straight. You think an 18 year old kid? I'll tell you, coach, is going to come play. to the head coach and say, "Coach, I know you, you kind of need me in this bowl game or to make a bowl game." But I just don't want to lose my eligibility year. I hope you can understand that. Are you kidding me? That kid's never going to step on the field again with the way that you run the program. Well, I tell you what, if, if if they do go to a bowl, he will never get a ring. Mic drop. I wish the podcast ended there. <laughs> From Solly43, Iowa State is the better team, but we just have their number. For me, I predict K-State victory until proven otherwise. What are your <laughs> that's thoughts? That's not a bad theory. I mean, it's the damnedest thing. I it's so bad that part of me laughs at Iowa State for how bad it's gotten, and part of me feels damn sorry for Iowa State. They've been a better team, and yet they lose. And they're a better team this time. I can argue with you that Iowa State should be on a three game winning streak in this series right now. I agree. It's crazy. This is such a weird that's I mean, that's the reason I had so much hesitation. Coming into this one, trying to figure out who's going to win. I think Iowa State's a better team overall, but they've been the better team. They always are a better team. I think it's inevitable to change, not just because you can't keep beating someone. But I think Matt Campbell's a really good coach. Yeah, and I think even though the Big Twelve Championship game's off the table for them because they choked at Austin, uh, did they choke? Did they say lost? Did I say choked? No, no, they definitely choked. Uh, they didn't even show up, and they're only six and four. Um, they still want a piece of K-State. It's a night game in Ames. It's going to be a great crowd. You know it's what's funny? Uh, the, the Penguins haven't started migrating to Ames yet, so it'll be okay weather. You know what's funny? At the beginning of the year, when we talked about this schedule and we looked at that Iowa State game, and we were kind of thinking, best case, you know, what if these two teams are really good? And that's that game, you know, means something for the Big Twelve Championship. And we made you made that joke, you know, the night games and Campbell throws on the black uniforms and cranks the temperature down. I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think they'll bring the blacks back out. I think they'll wear those black uniforms. And I think it's gonna be cold as hell. <laughs> it's always cold as hell in Ames. That'd be a good motto. <laughs> Welcome to Ames. It's always cold as hell. <laughs> Last question of the first half from ITK1989, another new one. Hmm. I know on the message boards there has been a lot of your anti-Snyder or pro-Snyder bickering. It seems to me that most of the hate has been from the pro-Snyder posts, hating on posters that want to change. I don't think wanting to change means I hate Bill Snyder. I love the man for what he's done, but I can see that the game is evolving and the program is still doing things the same way they did them back in the early 2000s. What are your thoughts? You summed it up. <laughs> like, that's that's the thoughts. Nobody is anti-Bill Snyder. I haven't seen a single fire Bill Snyder post on our message boards. Has there been? Not on our I, message boards, no. Yeah, I haven't seen one. There have been plenty of appeals for him to retire because it's best for him and the program. Uh, now, for me, this is about the program. It's about the Kansas State football program. Not the Bill Snyder football program. It's about the Kansas State football program. I mean... And yeah, I agree. People are people think it's we hate old people. What? It's about the Kansas State football program, and it's also about Bill Snyder. 
you're sitting here digging your heels in because you don't. I love. By the way, we've used that so much, digging your heels in. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting here so adamant that Bill Snyder gets to leave when he wants to leave. Why do you think that? Because you love Bill Snyder. Why do you love Bill Snyder? Because he built this legacy, he built this program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you really want to see him burn it down? You really want to see him become the villain and be hated? I mean, it's the best thing for all parties if yeah. he were to step down and retire. But see, they don't see the trouble coming. They think, well, he's always done this. He always rallies the troops. He always grabs some two-star and turns them into an NFL draft pick. If, if, if good enough is waiting two-thirds of the season to turn into an average football team because it used to be worse than that and it could be worse than that, Man, I'm sorry. That's not good. That doesn't win. That doesn't convince anyone. It look what happened last time. Oh, really? Everyone's Ron Prince. Really? That's your argument. Okay. None of these convince people that it's such a weak argument. Yeah. What if we get the next Ron Prince? You got to hire a new coach sometime. Okay. You can't coach forever. Applying their feelings towards us that want him. Those of us who want him to retire that you hate him. I could turn that around and say, you don't want Bill Snyder to retire. Why do you want him to die on the job? Why? Why would you literally work a man to death for your own love of Bill Snyder in case they football? Is that all? You know? And it's not fair to do that. It's not fair to apply that people hate Bill Snyder simply because they recognize it's time to move on. It's time to move on to a break. And we will be right back after this on the PowerCat Podcast. The PowerCat Podcast continues shortly. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Autocorrect your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power Cat Podcast. Welcome back to the Power Cat Podcast, sponsored by Fritz Liquor. Get into the fridge. Ease on into the fridge, where you'll find everything you want for your alcoholic taste buds. The liquor store sells liquor? What? I know. Do you think we could get a bath bomb sponsorship? <laughs> 
Don't don't make fun of my bath bomb. Oh, we're not making fun. We want some of that. Yes, we just so, want some um, high V. As we tape this, I'm here with uh, two talking monkeys instead of at home with my wife, who uh, <laughs> is having her 32nd birthday today. Wow, congrats. Yeah, she's much, much younger than I am. Um, that's what, a joke, folks. She's my age. But. What year was your wedding anniversary if she's 32? <laughs> <laughs> Think carefully here. Crap, I married her at age four. <laughs> well, all right. Dun, 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 Get home dun, safe. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, uh, so we just, uh, after I ate a romantic uh, dinner to celebrate my wife's birthday with these two monkeys. Um, we Where did went, we eat? <laughs> we ate that. I, we're not going to say the name of the, the place, but if I was Italian... And Hispanic. If you were, I, I, you were Irish. And I wanted a Irish. cheeseburger. If I was Irish and part Hispanic, I would name my restaurant after myself. <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. Oh, everybody gets it. You think so? Irish, Mexican. It's so weird. One place. Who thought of this? I like how there's mashed potatoes on the menu. <laughs> It's bizarre. Anyhow, so the three of us ate there because we, we worked on other stuff, and then we had this podcast, so we ate dinner, and then I got in trouble because I went to dinner with them and not. So we stopped by Hy-Vee to get some water for the office and some flowers, and they had bath bombs right there when you walked in. So I got her a tube of bath bombs, and I dropped one forcefully into the tube, and it powdered bath bomb all over me, and I smell Fantastic. I feel refreshed. I also feel like I'd set off the detector at the airport right now. <laughs> Covered in powder. It was pretty Sir, funny. you're going to need to step aside. They don't have bath bombs at Fridge Wholesale Liquor, but they do have stuff to get you bombed. Stop into the fridge <laughs> at the corner of Westport and Claflin. Huh? Good? Is that good? It sounded like a parody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Damn it. Dang. Uh, speaking of uh, places that aren't a parody, Wahoo is a real restaurant with real food that's real delicious. Really. Wahoo Fire and Ice Grill at the corner of 11th and Morrow, right next to a street. We had Wahoo today. Oh, we did. They catered the uh, press conference. I, I loved it. I loved it. It's very good. I loved it. It was kind of ZD kind of stuff. Wait, had, what do you mean kind of? It definitely was ZD. But I didn't, it didn't have enough cheese to be ZD for me. But I think had, you just got there late. It had more meat than you normally expect. It was really good. The problem with buffet things like that is people scoop the, the good stuff first. Here's the problem with the buffets. I showed up three minutes after the start of the buffet's opening, and there was already athletic department personnel Feeding themselves at the media buffet. Try twenty minutes after it opened up. What? The, well, it's supposed you got to be there noon. like twelve ten. Yeah, you, you got to be there at eleven thirty. <laughs> it's supposed to start at noon. The, if you're well, there, if you're there at a quarter till noon, you can eat. Yeah, I don't know. Those rich. Hell, if anybody people. listening to this podcast showed up. <laughs> they they would feed them. Right? You could get a meal. Just people just walk through the. We don't have thing. credentials for this stuff. We just walk know. in. <laughs> I don't know. Should have an OU system. Here's a cauliflower. Sign in. Sign in. <laughs> Here's one piece of cauliflower. <laughs> Hook them horns. Okay, cool. Hook them. Here we go. 
from ITK1989. This is basketball, by the way. Yeah, it's all Oops. basketball. Why do we wait so long to get Dean looks or run the offense through him? It seems like every game we start out so other than the Missouri game, and then uh, with five, with about five minutes left in the half, we get Dean the ball, and he either scores or he gets others involved, and we finally pull away. That is a very good assessment of what happened, and I don't know why. Why does he not get the ball in that pen game? I don't, I don't I know. Mean, he, I mean, he ends up leading them, but... You know, I think Bruce Weber at times wants them to function without relying on Dean. And I, th- I think that was proven that they knew how to do that at the end of last season. But uh, then also at times I think they just forget they have the best player in the conference on their team. All-time Bruce Weber quote was on the post-game radio after Missouri where he said that he tells his players in the huddle that he wants them to spread the ball around, not be selfish and shoot every time. But Dean's the only one that listens, and Dean is the one that he wants to not listen. That's funny. <laughs> He's like, I don't want Dean to listen to me. That was hilarious. But, yes, they do need to be running so the true. offense through him. So true. <laughs> I mean, if he's not shooting the ball. Quit being so selfish. Give it to Dean. <laughs> hey, Dean, quit being a team player, man. Pull up. He needs to be shooting the ball 8, 12, 14 times a game minimum. He scored 21 points on 10 shots. No, granted, it's because he went 4 or 6 from 3. Um he gets too shy once he misses a three-pointer. He gets shy. Yep. Got to yep. stop that yep. man. You're going to hit the next one. What's amazing is he was such an easy scorer in uh, high school, but he doesn't have a shooter's mentality. If he misses a shot or two, he kind of like, uh, I better not shoot anymore. You know, shooters, the Cam Stokes of the world, right? And I mean that as a compliment and an insult. You can miss four in a row, and you know the fifth one's going in. That's a shooter's mentality. Now, Cam has got to realize that when he's cold, he's really cold. But when he gets cooking, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dean doesn't have that. He misses a couple three-pointers, and he, he's probably not taking another one in the game. He has to. Dude, you can stroke it. Just because you missed two or three doesn't mean the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh ones aren't going down, and then the team's going to win easily. Honestly, I think maybe I'm just – maybe I'm creating something here that isn't a thing. I honestly think it might have something to do with kind of where he was raised, the type of, you know, small-town Kansas basketball, man. You're not looking out for yourself. You're you're a team player. You're dishing the ball. You're getting everybody involved. In Baltimore, in St. Petersburg, Florida, places where these guys are from, you're taking the shot. You got the ball, you're pulling up. Yeah, I think Dean was so much better than everyone else on the floor. That Dude could drop a 40-piece and not even try. Yeah, he could just share the ball and take a few shots and get a few rebounds, and we're going to win now. Here, I'll pass it to you. And he can't get out of that mentality. He needs to be more selfish. But still take good shots. He takes generally really good shots, but he passes up some good shots. From Wildcat Steve 18, I think that's another new one. Yeah, newish, yeah. Newish. Actually, it's uh, like yeah, a couple months. Was everyone, including me, being too critical of Cam Stokes? Is he regaining his form and going to have his best season? No and yes. You were not too critical of him because everything oh. he was doing was ridiculous and he should have been pumping the brakes. Yes, he is getting better. I am seeing improvement. I said this on a, a radio show that I taped Tuesday. I think, it, yeah, I think I said this on that show. No, every radio segment we do is live. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was live on KSL. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Cam has got to realize he's not the guy. At the start of last season, he clearly was on course to be the guy. 
Yeah. And he was playing really well, and then he got hurt, and it all changed. And Cam's just got to come to the realization that, that Dean and Barry are the guys. They really are. And he's got to get his points in a more natural flow and quit trying to force things. Quit trying to make the big play to prove you're the guy. Dude, you're not the guy. And when you let the game come to you and you're a little more casual about it, and honestly, when Bruce moved him off the ball, that helped him. When he wasn't handling the point guard um, situation, and I think he could just kind of run around and relax. He's pretty good. Just let the game come to you. Quit trying to force it. Try, quit trying to make a statement or make the big shot. You got guys out there that can do that. It doesn't need to be you. You can be a role player and still be a damn good basketball player. I mean, look at Wesley Owandu. He was really a role player until his senior season when they kind of had to have him change a little bit. And still, I still am not convinced he was the best player on the team. But look what he's done with that. Because understanding that you can be a role player and knowing when to find your shots and when to find your productivity is exactly what happens in the league. Because there's only a King James and a, there's only a few of those guys out there. The rest of the guys are just trying to find their, find their role like Rodney Magruder. Still blows my mind that Wes is in the league and he's like starting. What, a, what an incredible evolution. It's like <laughs> dude didn't have a jump shot as a junior. Well, that still makes me <laughs> mad he didn't work on his skills earlier, but I'm glad he figured it out. Yeah. From Watacat, what's with Cartier Jada's playing time? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't I, I I don't know. He needs to be in the game more. They've got too many guards. Honestly, right now Mike Girl needs to kind of settle back onto the bench. He's yeah. back to being bad, Mike. Um he played so well in the postseason, I get it. But Cartier Jada needs to be on the court, period, period, period. What you, I think he had seven minutes or nine minutes, something like that, against Missouri. Is that all? Between Cam, or excuse me, between Austin and Mike and Cardi, I think they had like seven, nine, nine, or maybe it was like nine, nine, eleven, something like that. I mean, it is unacceptable. I think he needs to be on the floor more. Um, I would start him. I would too, but it's apparent to me now that that's not going to happen. I, I, would I don't start think him. he's going to bench Cam in his senior year. I look, this isn't. This it shouldn't is, be about that, but this, it is. This, this isn't everyone gets a medal. You tell Cam, we think you're better coming off the bench. We need you because you can give us a spark off the bench, or you can come in and settle the point guard off the bench. You can do so many things for us off the bench. But Cardi's energy level at the start of the game is something we need, period. That's what a head coach should do. But I don't know. I'm not a head coach. From Files, is this team a consistent three-point shooter away from being really special? I think they've underperformed from three-point range. I think once they get cooking here. What I've noticed about this team, and I think it was a affirmed against Missouri, is when the, the competition is better, they're better. It's They get in trouble when they don't take the opponent seriously enough. Penn almost got them because they thought, oh, we beat East Kentucky. They were good. Penn's okay. We're going to play Missouri. That's when they get themselves into trouble. They play down to bad teams, but they play up above better teams. Missouri has big-time athletes. They might be shorthanded a little bit, but they've got athletes in case they whooped them. Yeah. They played better. I 
The, a consistent three-point shooter, yeah, it'd be nice. You'd be a lot better, obviously. But nobody on this team is going to be a consistent three-point shooter, okay? I mean, we outlined Dean's struggles. Barry's – he should be the guy, I guess, to be consistent from outside. But sometimes he just doesn't. And, and Cam is Cam. He might light it up and hit four or five, but that means he also missed seven or eight. So, I, look, I, I don't mean to try to take anything away from that Missouri game, but I, I kind of feel like it was an outlier in terms of how they're going to shoot all year. I mean, nobody's going to shoot that well every single game. No, but they're not going to shoot as poorly as they have. Exactly, that too. They're going to settle in somewhere in the middle. Just don't put the bar at 14 three-pointers or whatever. If I have to criticize one or two things about this coaching staff and their recruiting abilities, they don't recognize big men very well or they can't recruit big men very well. Yeah. They've really struggled. Trice was a st- Anybody over six foot eight, they're yeah. not good at recruiting. <laughs> I'll give them – I'll give them. I love Trice. He's got to work on parts of his games, but – He's good. He fills exactly what they need. And, of course, Dean Wade, Dean Wade. But other than that, come on. I mean, Max, okay. He's developing. But everyone else, I mean, since DJ. Uh, and DJ was 6'8". That's what and, and they also don't know how to recognize a, a shooter that can be effective. They thought Brian Patrick was a sniper. <laughs> and the guy hit like 30% from three. The worst three-point shooter I've ever seen. <laughs> so, I, I mean, they... I think, Brown. I think you downtown need to have, Freddie Brown. You need to have some kid that can come off the, the bench and just flat out stroke the three. They're not that hard to find. You need your Brady Morningstar. It's a twenty foot jump shot. Ah. I love how the elbow is like a guaranteed for every college basketball player, but God forbid you take three steps back and it's suddenly like you're just a mile from the That's basket. Crazy. From Herdes Joe, do Trice and Mayween have the ability to dominate in the Big 12? Dominate is not a good word to use here. No. Okay, guys, they're both very good. Austin Trice is going to get insane rebounding numbers. But let's also, again, I, I'm not trying to take anything away or be a negative guy. Like I've been very excited about what this team's done. But against a guy like Udoka Azabuki, he's going to cause problems for Austin Trice, okay? Austin can rebound it, but Udoka's a big guy. You know, you go go down the list to other schools. They all have big guys that can rebound. He has the uh, rebounding ability, and he's still going to get scrappy rebounds, but to, to assume that he's going to dominate is just, I, I think it's a little bit premature for that. And, and we know Mac, even though he put on 25 pounds, he's still Mac. He's still not that aggressive. He's, he's better, but yeah. Yeah, I, I like them both. I like them both, but they're not they're flawed. Uh, but it'll be nice to have them back next year. You know, I think they'll be it's crazy better. So. I forgot Max at junior. Mm-hmm. From Solly forty three, predict our basketball record going into conference play. Yikes! I haven't looked. I think they'll have one loss for sure, maybe two. I'm gonna go with one. That Marquette game is intriguing to me. I think they're gonna lose to Vanderbilt. They could. That'd be probably two. I think they're going to lose at Marquette. Something tells me they win one of the Marquette or Vanderbilt. They win one of those two, lose the other one, and then they lose somewhere somewhere stupid. Like at, at Tulsa? Tulsa, home against Georgia State or George Mason. It's something stupid like that. It, this team still needs their dumb loss. <laughs> they still need their last year Tulsa, <laughs> you know? But I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be one loss. One loss would be. I think if you got his non-con schedule with one loss, that's that's terrific. Because then you're at what? Uh, 
Excuse me. They're at 12 wins? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head. Sorry, I should have got a schedule. But, yeah, I, I, I think they'll probably two losses is what I would say. From me, Monica, what is the highest national ranking the basketball team will be ranked this year? <laughs> I'm not going much higher than this right now, honestly. Oh, that's a good question. I think they're a really good team, but... They're going to get into some losses. They'll drop them. Exactly. To assume they're going to get much higher than 12 means they're going to rattle off five wins to start conference I guess, play. I you guess just, if they rip through the non-conference, they could get to like eight. I mean, if they on. have one loss going into conference play, they'll be top ten. I Easy. Could be. Mm. Could be. Well, the, here's the key. Who does the loss... I mean, right. do you win at at Marquette? Do you win at home against Vanderbilt? I mean, it all matters you when you're losing lose. and when you're winning. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, that's a good question. That's really hard to say. I mean, they open up with Texas. They can beat Texas. You know what? If the they, whole state? Yeah, the whole state. They're going to make t-shirts. State champs. Okay. Texas state champs. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Texas at home. At Tech. And then you go to Tech. I mean, and then you got West Virginia at home. That's That's two very tough games in your first three. Yeah, not that you're not capable of winning. And if you win those three, you're a top five team. Oh, you're in the top five. Top five, I don't think so. Depends on what happens in front of them. Yeah, you get, you're, I'm going to answer the question with eight. They're going to get to eight. Yeah. And I then, don't, that, then they'll settle back into the 12, 16 I don't think range. they'll be a top five team. I think they're a top. There's, this is where I'm at with K-State. I know a lot of people are really bullish and – and hey, they went to the Elite Eight, but most of the season last year they weren't an Elite Eight caliber team. They weren't a Sweet Sweet Sixteen caliber team. I think they'll be. They're a Sweet Sixteen team. That's where they belong in the tournament. Anything worse than that is a little bit disappointing. Anything better than that is is great. You know, if they don't make the tournament, it's, it's a disaster. <laughs> if they don't make the tournament, if they lose yeah. in the first round, it's a somewhat disaster. If they lose in the second round, oh, yeah, probably not great, but it's still not a world ender. They belong in the Sweet 16, and that's kind of where my point is. A lot of people are saying they're going to be Final Four. Eh, slow down here. Slow down here. If they get to the Final Four, that's incredible. But I think saying Sweet 16 is is a really good way to team. look at this team. And I think they're on the fringe of the Elite Eight. They'd have to get you know some help, probably some favorable, not UMBC, but, you know, favorable matchups in, in the tournament. Uh, but I'll say they'll get to eight, and then they'll flow back down into the 12-16 range, which is where I see this team in the country. And I think that's fine. That's good. It, to, I, I just I don't think they're a top five team in the country. I think there's a lot better teams than them. But I don't think that they're a bad team by any means. I think, though, this team has a whole nother gear that when they lock in – and get after an opponent for 40 minutes, they are capable of being a top-five team. Yeah. And it's one of my ongoing things with Bruce Weber teams is they don't do that. But they sure as hell did it in March last year. They locked in and played the most determined basketball I've seen his teams play, and look what happened. Learn from that and quit messing around in a lot of these games. Lehigh, you're on the watch list here. You're going to – if they play equal to Lehigh, I'm going to be worried about this team. They got to go out and throttle them. I don't even know their mascot. The Hawks. They're a bird of some sort. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, what would be my mascot. Thunderhawks. I'd be if I was the 
Skyhawks? Oh, then you might be right. I think it might be Lehigh. Skyhawks. I'd be the low, 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 low. Lehigh. Low. Uh, no. No, Zach? No. Was that worse than the don't drink and drive thing? No. That's there, really no. awful. That no, was appalling. That was bad. That was appalling. <laughs> Mountain Hawks. I was right. Mountain Hawks? No, oh, no. I said Skyhawks. Damn. Mountain Hawks? Well, they aren't going to be good here. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That's How about this, K-State fans? Just pray that you don't face Duke in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Just pray you don't have to play Kansas when they're playing really well. Anybody but Duke and Kansas. <laughs> okay, on that note, we're going to take a break. I'm, I'm sorry. We brought up Kansas. We'll never do it again. The gang will return with more of the Power Camp Podcast. I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the fridge is more than just a liquor store. The fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus their back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year. Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, 1150 Westport in Manhattan, online at fridgeliquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other GoPowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only GoPowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to Fitz on the Power Camp Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And the Power Camp Podcast around the corner, and right down there is the finish line. But first, I'm mixing my metaphors. I mean, I'm talking about a track. Rounds the corner. It's like, it's like the finish line is, and then there's more running. I, you're telling me that you're rounding... It's Corner a first three. half, second half, and that should be the finish line, and then there should be more, like an overtime for okay, track. Okay, so we're running 800, and we've just I finished like the it. first 400. Why doesn't track do that? Oh, you guys were in a photo finish. You've got to run some more. <laughs> we're having overtime. Just, Auto racing? Just I mean, because there's that. a photo finish doesn't mean that it's a legit tie. I they mean, need they, to go to the photo to see who the winner was. Why don't we decide they do a game? The if they, the scoreboard's tied, why don't we say... Oh, you had more assists. You were less selfish. They you do it had. in the field portion of track and field. Your jump offs. Yeah. Extra jumps. I just took this thing right into the ditch. <laughs> Welcome back to the Powercat Podcast. It's the now overtime. Now we're off the track and in a ditch. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Fitz, Riley, Zach Toberfest Ale, who is your MC? It's November. It's almost December. He didn't have a November beer. I'm sorry, man. It's I'm, okay. You can still drink his Oktoberfest ale. Um, and we are sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Go in and ask for a delicious Oktoberfest ale and get kicked out. <laughs> Please report back. <laughs> See how that goes. Let us know what happens. Uh, get into the fridge. Great people. Um, it's the holidays. 
and uh, you probably want to put a gift under the tree uh, for yourself. And by under the tree, I mean somewhere behind the tree. So when you're actually wrapping gifts for your children, uh, you can take a, a hit of scotch or something. Nice. That's what I'm saying, guys. Make it a happy holiday at your house. Hide liquor everywhere. I'm excited. Oh, I can't say that. Never mind. Parker listens to this podcast. Who? Parker. Oh. I can't say what I was about to say. He's going to ice you, Parker. Congrats. (laughs) Something else. (laughs) Oh, I know what it is. Well, this is assuming Kansas State loses at Iowa State and doesn't go to a bowl game. Regardless, I'm not going to the bowl game, I guess. No, you're not, probably. Yeah, unless it's the Liberty Bowl. (laughs) Unless it's, well, I mean, I didn't go to the Liberty Bowl the first time because of basketball. Yeah. Because that bowl is like January second, yeah, isn't it? I think it's like it's probably a Saturday. It was January second last time. You know, depending on my health, you might be going to the bowl, and I might be sitting back. Actually, you make a good point, Fitz. Mm-hmm. I am the basketball beat writer, not you. Mm-hmm. Tableson, maybe Damn. Goins will use his uh, vacation time and his real job and go to the bowl game. <laughs> Hey, you want to go do some part-time writing for us? Hey, do you want to host this episode of Press Pass? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Goins on Press Pass. Oh. Well, K-State played football today. <laughs> Zach, can we make can we have play fridge? some sound? <laughs> it's a fridge dude, the <laughs> Press Pass. Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, let's move on. Here we go. It's the overtime. We're sponsored by the fridge. And, of course, stop on in to Hilo. 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 Get into the Hilo and uh, have some beautiful pizza. Or a burger or a chicken sandwich or, or whatever. Or a delicious drink. Or just a pizza because it's late night and that's yeah. all they serve. And play Milwaukee roulette. Is it really all they serve at night? Yeah. Yeah. They shut down the grill? I mean, they don't They don't have like waitresses or anything at 2 a.m. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. I mean, well, maybe not. I don't know about 2 a.m. and they're closed, but well, I mean, Riley, you show can't, up at, Riley can't remember 2 a.m. at high low. Guys, let's put it this way. If I'm at the high low after midnight. <laughs> it's a good chance Riley won't remember seeing you. But don't fall for him asking you to come back to his place because he's got some bath bombs. Because Fitz has them. Because I bought all the bath bombs <laughs> for my wife. Oh, they weren't for you? Shh. <laughs> All right, first question is from CDM Goodyear. Uh, what is your prediction on how many new coaches may be in the Big 12 next season? Mm. Are we count, we're counting, obviously, you've got to count less miles, so one. I'm, I'm confident of one. I believe that there will be at just one or in one particular one. You're confident in less miles because he will um, be a new coach. There wow. will be at least one. Watch that limb you're going out on there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say two. I think Cliff's keeping his job. Yeah, I think it was so his job too. He's just less K State. State. Matt Campbell going anywhere? No. Ooh, if Ohio I, I State opens. I don't understand why everybody thinks Urban Meyer's going anywhere. I didn't say Urban Meyer, but I mean, I might have. Well, everybody's it. linking him to the Ohio State job, and I, that job's not open. They're the number ten team in the country. Well, K State job isn't open either, and look what we're doing. Mm. Sources, sources. Uh, I, it's it's time for Kingsbury to be gone. Guys, this was a I mean, good team. I grant yeah. they've had some injuries, but they've lost four in a row now. This is the best defense he's had in five years, or however long he's been there. Ever? Best defense he's had ever? That's why I said five years. I mean, is that what it is? I don't know. I, pff, there's rumors about Gary Patterson. I'll believe that when I see it. Gary went on Twitter and called out his haters. <laughs> like, Did he really? Oh, yeah. He was like, 
He was like a great win, Horn Frog Nation, and to all of you that are telling my recruits that I'm retiring, ha, we know what's up, LOL, or something like that. Like he, <laughs> it was hilarious. Man, remember when I Bill wish Snyder I was that SID. <laughs> remember when Bill okay, Snyder cool. went on Twitter? Okay, cool, hook him. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Bill Here's Snyder. a picture. I'm sorry that it wasn't better. I will go get help. <laughs> it was so him. I don't believe that's Bill Snyder. It was yeah, so it was. him. During yeah. a basketball game at Seek Line <laughs> 7, just just the end. I forgot about that one. Uh, let's move on. From Solly43, how much do you guys hate flow hoops? <laughs> oh, my God, guys. I'm so done with flow hoops. The worst. Okay. The look. laziest streaming service. Look, they started Flow Track, Flow Wrestling, and they filled a market need. That was really we're a marketing. There's a big track community that they're still the bomb in. They they stream track meets. And if you're a coach and they're streaming high school stuff, you don't have a big recruiting budget, you get to see athletes in action. I get it. I, it's cool. Why they steered themselves into basketball, that is, there's a lot of availability of basketball out there. And they're bad at it. It was like a local cable production of a basketball game with a bad stream. And we had ads running in the middle of action, not during timeout. People still don't understand what I'm saying. The ball's being shot by someone, and they cut to a commercial. Xavier Sneed. I mean, come on. What? I still don't know if you made that shot. He didn't. Okay, and and our, our feed froze up here. We had to restart it. We missed the first five minutes of the second half. And... We have high high speed internet at the office. My Twitter was fully functioning, so I could complain about them. So I know it wasn't our internet. That's crazy. It was it was really bad. And then their marketing guy getting yeah, all the shout out to on him. Twitter. Yeah, that's good, good grief. Yeah, that was a good move. It, granted, I understand when a bunch of people are complaining about the product you're putting out. Probably doesn't sit well with you. You don't like the fact that people are bad talking you and your company. But also to not even acknowledge the fact that. You have people complaining about your product, and to not come out and say, like, uh, apologies for the uh, problems you're having. We're having some technical difficulties. Hope to have it fixed soon. Boom. That's all you got to say, man. Let me check on this. Oh. But, oh, no. You had to get defensive about it. Get out of here, man. You should not be tweeting on behalf of your company. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. However, if you want to watch Australian... Professional basketball, that's your source. And honestly, where did they get those commentators? I think I could have pounded the six-pack and called a game better. That would have been more entertaining. I, they were horrible. Horrible commentators. Well, I think they found the play-by-play guy at a high school game doing it. And I think they found uh, the color guy at the hotel bar. I mean, I think he's just a guy or at that tiki bar in the back. Uh, he's just a guy that was hanging out at the hotel bar. I could do that. You got a voice. Yeah, I do. Yeah, let's do it, man. It was bad. It was so bad. And uh, I'm not happy that K-State was in this tournament and ended up on flow hoops. It wasn't fair to the fans. Um, But that's out of their control. I mean, the, the tournament signs of contract. And and honestly, I think a big reason why they went to the Virgin Islands is David Hall, a K-State basketball legend, is the president of the school. And I think that played a role in it. And 
bluntly put, I think this was a tournament they knew they could win, and they wanted to win a tournament because they hadn't done it. It was six teams that they knew they could beat, and a Missouri team that was supposed to be better than this with Jonte, but still probably would have beat them. Right. So there's a lot of factors here. I hope as they ascend up through the rankings and national respect, they can get better tournaments. Give me back to the Maui. Back? Have they ever been in the Maui? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're still having the Hilo Blues. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no. They're still tired. It's the wrong that island. That was Jamaica. No, no, no. no, they, no, no. They, no, no. It's the wrong island, but it's still Hawaii. They went to, uh, they lost at Long Beach, flew to Hawaii, underplayed, and then were tired for two weeks. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, eh, with Hawaii, just go to the Vegas tournament every year and make Fitz happy. Damn it, nobody wants to make me happy. Preseason. We, we went to Vegas last year. What are you talking about? Oh, but I didn't get to go. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Okay. From Watercat, does Patrick Mahomes finally have the juice to get Whataburger to Kansas City? I love it. Guys, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be him. I mean, I'm dead serious. Seriously. We're talking about he's got Texas credentials because he's played there. Texas from Tech. there. He's from there. He is from there. He's right? born there. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking to get to Kansas city, they're going to have to build some supply lines. So I'm hoping they get to Wichita and going to have to come to Manhattan. Manhattan. Sorry, Selena. Uh, <laughs> You're cozy. You're fine. Yeah. You got cozy. You got uh, yeah. You know, Topeka and then you get your supply lines and then you can go to Kansas city. If I'm being dead serious with you guys, it wouldn't shock me if they did something where, like, they brought a mobile store That's to Kansas exactly City for a what day gonna do. and be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes ketchup day. And they sold Whataburger for a day, packed up shop, and went back to Texas. Nice little promo item. Yeah. Would not shock me one bit. And they sell a million bottles of fancy and spicy ketchup because Patrick Mahomes likes it, you, so you like I it. I want you to think about this. This is what's so unique about Whataburger. is because of their involvement in the Big 12, I don't know of another business that has this kind of product awareness in a market in which they do not serve. Name, it's incredible. Name yeah. me one other. Like, yeah. You make a good point. They don't have to spend money on advertising. They already do. You're not going to go into the market and do a ton of. You might the local stores might add in some local radio. I don't know, but they already have product awareness in this market. We all know what Whataburger is, and we can't get it in our in the northern part of this conference. Come to us, we love you. If if they bring up a mobile truck, I am driving to Kansas City. That's it? You're just going to drive to Kansas City? I'll drive yeah, to Edmond and eat a real one. <laughs> so hold on. Okay, so you're going to drive to Kansas City to eat at the mobile truck? Yeah. I'm not going to need to ride home. I'm going to hop in with you. I'm stealing that damn truck. <laughs> now, that's not the problem. It's going to be the employees I kidnap in the process. It's about a week later. Oh, hello, Riley County Police Department. Can I help you? Mr. Yeah, Fitzgerald, we're, we're hearing uh, reports that you were in charge of the stolen Whataburger truck. No, no. I, yeah, come on in. We got burgers <laughs> in the back. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is a perfect crime, other than the fact that I'm talking about it on a podcast. Nobody I'm going to steal the truck. <laughs> I'm going to eat all their food. And then I'm going to eat the truck because it's going to be delicious. It's going to have that grease all over it. He had a great idea up until then. Yes. But really, though, what if they could that's make him and they could make Pat an ambassador? 
you know, brand ambassador. There you go. And then, and then once he has his two or three Super Bowl rings in Kansas City and retires after, you know, 12, 13, 15 years, you know, he's like, I'm going to be Peyton Manning. I'm going to have 50 Whataburgers here in the metro area. Oh, God, I'm moving I, to Kansas City. I want to know something in all seriousness. Is Does the U.S. have an ambassador to Burgers? I don't think so. Because I could do that job. Burgers I don't think you understood what ambassadors. Like, not like that. Like, like, like if war breaks out with burgers, I would try <laughs> I don't to think he understands what an ambassador a for a company is. I think, oh my goodness. I know there's an ambassador for Hungary. It's basically what we do for the fridge. <laughs> oh, that's totally different. Sorry, my bad. Moving on. From Ema PT with the KU hire, does Gene need to make a big name hire too if and when Bill announces his retirement? If Bill retires, you know what Gene needs to do? He needs to hire the best person for the job. Yeah. I don't care what their name is. I don't care how big they are, how popular. Can they fit the K-State culture and win football games? There. That's what I want. Yeah, and There's only one name out there that is going to be the quote-unquote big name hire, and that's Brent Venables. Right. So, and, and and honestly, if he hires Brent Venables, he's not doing it for the name. Or Bob Stoops. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to put that out there, you know, you know hey. Houses? What? World. Houses? Been, he, House? I, there's Colbert a rumor Hills? he has built seven houses at Colbert Hills. Seven. But none of them have been completed because he's no, not living here yet. No, no. No, he's built them all. He's like Stoops Village. Of all the rumors out there, that might be. It's been around for two solid years now. <laughs> like you were saying, what a terrible contractor. Yeah, fire your contractor, Coach Stoops. You've yeah. been building this house for two years. Uh, watch it's watch a, it's a nice out, house. Which turns out it's true. Um, <laughs> we just made fun of it. Look, uh, yeah, Venables is the only guy that will light up the fans uh, on press conference day to match how KU now thinks they've won a national title in their history. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Um, but there's other guys out there that can attack the the job that get people fired up. Look, K-State doesn't have to win a press conference. They have it's a good football about, program right now. KU had to win the press conference. Yeah. They had to hell, win the press conference. Hell, even if they hired Willie Fritz, who we all have come to the conclusion would have been a pretty good hire. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have riled anybody up. No, wouldn't helped him. Wouldn't helped him raise a dime. There was one man that was going to do that, and that was Les Miles. So yep. great hire by Jeff Long. Because I, back to my column that uh, appeared. It's great for KU. He's not there. If he went gets him to a bowl game, that is the biggest added bonus for Jeff Long. It's about raising money, building facilities, changing the landscape and the culture of football. And if he doesn't win, pay him his buyout. The next guy comes in, look at these facilities. We've got a new stadium, a rebuilt stadium, all new locker rooms, everything here. Here's your recruiting areas, da-da-da-da-da. We've given you everything, basically everything that John Curry did at K-State. It's about the next guy, and I really believe that. He's the guy at KU who's supposed to be Bill Snyder, 1989 to 92 or 93. And if you get 93, that's a bonus. The idea, the idea was to improve football, but really improve donations. Let's build it all over. Let's do it for a lasting effect so that KU doesn't get Mangino good or they had the good coach. 
they get Snyder good, meaning they change the culture and they turn what wasn't a football school into one. From Ema PT, if you had unlimited funds and the opportunity to build something for K-State, what would it be? Easy one for me. A Tim Fitzgerald sculpture. Go ahead. Next question. Uh, what was it? I'm, at, uh, I'm giving the golf, the golf team their own golf course. Golf course or just really nice locker rooms and everything? No, their own golf course. Like, build them a new course it, just for the K-State golf team. Like, I'm not allowed to play it. Yeah. It's their facility. I mean, it's it's their it's their ice training facility. It's there, and except you can play a tournament on it. You know, it'd be cool to see K State build kind of what Iowa State has. They have like literally like a driving range. It's like 400 yards long, but it's got like greens and everything. Like you can play like whole quote unquote holes. Like, it's you can play quote unquote like nine par three holes basically. I mean, like, I, it's cool. But I mean, I think Colbert Hills is a fine place for the golf team. I mean, they have everything they need out there. I think they need better. But training I just, facilities. to me, Colbert Hills isn't about K State golf. Obviously, it's about the Manhattan community, the members out there, etc. And so I, I would just give them their own place. You know, if if I had unlimited funds, I'd give them their own facilities, let them have their course. They can do whatever they want with it, and and then they can host their tournaments on it. And the and Manhattan has their own course, and it'd be walkable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, full full golf course. Okay. I have unlimited funds. I will do what I want. So what was the question again? Was what would you build with unlimited money for K State? For K State? Yeah. Yeah, like K State Athletics. That's different. It, doesn't, it does not say athletics. Okay, well, I assumed athletics. Well, in that case, I'm going to give the journalism school a new building because, good God, let's stop taping styrofoam cups to the ceiling to stop a leak. True. I'm not making that up. I would probably, they are currently in <laughs> Do a, they empty the cups? <laughs> look, there's a lot of things. No comment. A lot of things you could build for athletics. I mean, I, being a guy that played a lot of volleyball when I was younger and not fat, I'd probably build that volleyball facility they want to build. Um, but I think I would actually – I think the most underappreciated thing on K-State is McCain Auditorium, but it needs – they're currently raising money to put all new front end on it, new you know entrance, new – make it – it's just not big enough. The theater itself is big enough, but not the support areas. And they're in a multi-million dollar you – know, millions of dollars thing. I think I'd give to that because – it's a cool. It's a really cool facility. It's just the lobby and everything sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sucks. It's worse than the Bramlage Concourse when it was teal. That's how bad it is. What? What if it was teal, but there were uh, like a couple chandeliers? <laughs> this is our renovation. You hung chandeliers, but the walls are still teal. <laughs> yeah, they have small bathrooms. One man, one woman. It's a joke. It really is. And they're going to, the renovation, they'll have small performance areas. They'll have a luxury area. They'll have a bar. Sounds cool. For me, after last week in a football stadium with a retractable roof. <laughs> <laughs> if I have unlimited money, yeah, that's what we're building, guys. I'm not staying outside when it's 30 degrees. But I mean, I mean in a perfect world, I would build an all-new basketball field house, but I'm not. They're determined to fix up Bramlage and quote-unquote fix up. <laughs> Something real, though, that needs done is a new auditorium. That thing's awful. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They yeah. need to. When they are totally out of a hern with athletics, they're going to have to figure out what to do with that whole area. I don't know. And they should just build the whole new swimming facility out at the rec, period. Yeah. 
It, it was on a plan at one point. Yeah. But and they should build it to specs to where they could add teams. That'd be cool. You know, that's... Well, they should build it so they can host events. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, an actual K-State swim and dive team, though. There's only, like, three in the conference. Because it's hard to... It's not a sport around here. It's not here. a recruitable thing. Can we have, like, softball? I mean, there's tennis. You know? Yeah. I agree. I don't... I'm not a tennis person. I, I think they should have softball. So want and men's soccer. And, and, well, and men's the conference needs to add men's soccer. To hell with Title Nine <laughs> And men's volleyball. Conference also needs to add that, too. Yeah. Next question is from Watacat. Thanksgiving, are you there for the sides or the turkey? Easily the sides. Sides, oh, yeah. sides by a mile. Turkey is the most overrated food out, out there. It's so dry. Mm-hmm. got to put salt on it, but I like turkey. No, I, I mean, I like it. I'll eat it. I made I just... a controversial move in my family. Ham. I voted for ham this Thanksgiving. Ooh. We have both, actually, I think. I voted for ham. Look, I like turkey, but I don't like turkey out of the oven. You know, I, I'll, I'm i fine with eating turkey at a restaurant, whatever. But turkey out of the oven, the dark meat's too greasy and the white meat's too dry. I want to try a deep fried one one time, but I just nobody... don't want to do it. Yeah, that, and nobody does it. And I want to go get a Cox Brothers turkey. If we paid Kellis Robinette, because I know he did it last year, do you think he would deep fry our turkey for me? A KU guy was frying turkeys? <laughs> what? That seems strange. <laughs> that seems like threatening your own family members. <laughs> we love Kellis. Hey, uh, I, yeah, you said Cox Brothers? Yeah. I, and I love Cox Brothers, don't get me wrong, but, man, when it popped up on my Twitter that, Kansas City Joe's was doing it for yeah. a very reasonable price. I was like, oh, I'm driving to Kansas City to get a turkey, and I'm not sharing it with my family. <laughs> so, now I it's the sides. What is your favorite side? Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole? I'm a roll guy. Yeah. I like rolls. Like uh, the traditional... You know, like a potato roll is good, but like, really, honestly, like rolls. If I had a plate. As long as it's not like a crescent roll. I hate crescent, crescent rolls. Are so much better. You know they're 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 crescent shaped. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. Mm-hmm. If they're I had awful. a plate of like a f- green bean casserole stuffing and pumpkin pie, like that's that's Thanksgiving to me. I'm a creamed corn guy. I'll eat it. No, I'm a creamed corn guy. I don't go out of my way. And, if there's and not enough room. This on my plate, this came up also no. on my uh, segment on KSL because Slana, it's my hometown, and I grew up going to Brookville Chicken when I was in Brookville. And I think cream corn has been put into my DNA by Brookville chicken. That's fair. It's one of the sides. Yeah, that is one of the sides. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but I like how they serve cottage cheese before. Gross. I hate cottage cheese. Oh. I don't understand it. It's lumpy milk. There we go. Cottage cheese. We're lumpy milk. <laughs> From Wagcat, question for... Oh, no, no. I missed a Thanksgiving oh, question. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. This is from I Like Pickles Cat. Apple, pecan, or pumpkin pie? Pumpkin, next. Mm, not pecan. Not even a question. Not pecan. But certainly not pecan. Yeah, I don't know. I call it pecan. <laughs> it's pecan. Yeah. But people call it pecan. It's pecan pie. Peca- yeah, pecan. <laughs> Freaks. Um, apple. Apple meat. Apple, uh, apple, 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 apple. Just give me a tub of Cool Whip and a pumpkin pie, and I'm set. If I had to choose I'll watch one. watch the Cowboys to... lose. Sounds like date night. <laughs> <laughs> if 
If I had to choose one to eat at any time of the year, probably apple. Yeah, you know what? A good... That's what's sad is I can eat pumpkin pie in June. I don't like pumpkin <laughs> pie. Pumpkin pie is good, like, yeah. Good apple what? pie, scoop of ice cream. Oh, I'm going to piss people off with this. What? I don't really like apple pie. I don't like cherry pie. I like two kinds of pies in the world. Pumpkin <laughs> and chocolate. Oh, really? Chocolate? I, I mean, see that I, one coming. I mean, I will have a piece of it. I will not chocolate eat two. Chocolate pie? Yeah. yeah never yeah, had a chocolate pie? Yeah, yeah it's basically. You know what I like? Although, in fairness, I've never had like, like a pudding. like a key lime pie or a like Boston it. cream pie or anything. So, I got, yeah, I'll hold reserve on those. Sometimes I'll get a pepperoni pie. That's a call to pizza. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pizza pie. <laughs> Question from Wagcat. Question for Fitz. Mm. Do you have just one more iota of respect for John Curry now than before, knowing that perhaps he was dealing with some of these Snyder concerns behind the scenes after all? Good question, Guitar Boy. Hey, uh, I knew all this. Folks, I've known all the stuff's been going on. I, I've known that. I've known some of the stuff John Curry had to literally go to war to build the new veneer complex. I mean, Bill Snyder called the old veneer complex the best football facility in America. He's just got entrenched and doesn't want to change anything, whether it's play calling or or facilities, or being able to play freshman four games without it costing them a year of eligibility. How do you oppose that? I don't know. So I've known all this. John, like Ron Prince, was his own worst enemy. He would pick fights that didn't need to be picked and go out of his way to be an obstacle to his own coaches quite often. Coaches he hired. This isn't about Frank Martin. The coaches he hired, he was still being an obstacle. So he was being his own worst enemy, just like Ron Prince. Some real similarities there. And I think Ron Prince is a good coach and did some good things. And I think John Curry did some significantly good things at Kansas State. Fundraising, building, having a vision, and honestly making Bill Snyder stop some things he was doing, like withholding scholarship checks which I've known about for a long time, but just not something we talked about. I mean, so, but it it was a very interesting answer on that at press conference. He answered yes without saying yes. It's, it's shitty. It really is. It's when guys it's, get you, evicted. Well, when you, when you sign a scholarship agreement, it's a contract. And if, if you don't break that contract and kick them off scholarship, it's like I put in the work, but I didn't like your work. You were three minutes late, so I'm not going to pay you this month. You know, it's just not. The penalty and the crime didn't fit sometimes. There's there's guys out there who swear that they still are owed like four or five scholarship checks because they just never did the the whatever were they PI the PI 600s see to me the PI 600 is that's a reasonable well I'm sure it was crazy intense to me that's a reasonable punishment to an extent you miss class got a PI 600 what's not reasonable is you got so many PI 600s and you can't pay them off right now well until you pay them off I'm taking your money from you that's not reasonable because it's not your money to take 
Plus, if you want them to work it off until they get it back, you have to give them a reasonable thing. It sounds like these things are hell. Sounds like they take forever complete, and you could only apparently do four in a week. So, how is that justifiable to withhold money from somebody? It just it doesn't add up. Yeah, um, but I've, with John Curry, I've known a lot of this. I knew the battles he fought that were necessary, and the many battles he fought that were silly, and and just pay him picking fights. From ITK nineteen eighty nine. What is your first memory you had the first time you went to Aggieville? Mine was I was on a recruiting visit to K-State. I was 17 years old, and my older cousin knew the owner and bartender at the Dark Horse, so we all got to drink for free and had a great time. That was ITK's memory, not Zach. Zach was not on a recruiting visit. No, I never took an official visit to K-State, and I, quite frankly, have never heard of the Dark Horse. Mine was my senior year of high school, and I just finished football season. I had like a week in between football and basketball, and my best friend was freshman at K-State. So Friday I got out of school, hopped in the car, drove down to Manhattan. And Friday night we we sat in the dorm, hung out for a while, went to a house party. Then we went to Tubby's, and that was the first bar I had ever been to in my life, and I had the greatest night of my life. <laughs> he was 12. I'm not going to get into details, but it was the greatest night of my life. <laughs> uh, my first night in Aggieville was on a – Rush recruiting visit for fraternity in the summer of 82. So I had looked at other fraternities and none of them clicked. I, so I was going to live in Haymaker. And, and and then I went to my fraternity and met a bunch of guys I'd never met before and didn't know anyone in the house. And it clicked. It all clicked with the fraternity. It just got to feel right. If you don't feel right about something, don't do it. And I wasn't a drinker. I wasn't a big drinker at all. I didn't drink until I <laughs> turned 18. So what? That's just hearing yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't drink until I was 18. I really didn't. I had no interest in it. And then, boy, did I make up for the lost time. Uh, but I remember we were in, um, we went to Aggie Station. We went to uh, Last Chance, when it was Last Chance, and we went to Dark Horse. Those are the three bars I remember. Dark Horse, Zach was on the corner, like where Pi Five is. Okay. Um, and there's nice. a back lot, back uh you know, little enclosed cement area for outdoor. But it was a cool bar. It was really cool. It was like a dark wood, traditional-looking bar. I remember my most vivid memory that night was approaching a curb uh, in front of Dark Horse. And I don't know if this is true, but back at that time, Aggieville had curbs that were approximately three feet tall. <laughs> because as I approached it, I realized... My foot is not going to go high enough to go over this curb. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not, and it didn't happen. And down I went. <laughs> I, I fell on my rush visit, and they still signed me. Wow. I know it was a great time though, and I've loved Aggieville ever since. <laughs> I mean, like I went out like a couple nights after my twenty-first birthday, but it wasn't like eventful. I don't know. Hey. But like, like when I think earliest Aggieville memories like I don't think of like drinking I think of like because I'm I'm from here right. like I grew up here so like I've you know go to Aggieville all the time I mean it's during the day but you know you're you're exposed to it and you see it it's it's different than you know the nightlife but it's it's still you know Aggieville but like I remember um I don't know what the building was but the building that burned down where 
tasty china house is yeah brothers um, tavern yeah i remember going you know with my dad i don't know if my brother or sister were there but we watched it <laughs> the firefighters put it out and it burned to the ground you know uh, i don't know when that was 97 but you know that's probably the earliest memory of aggieville i have you know just just thinking that's of it a great well, that's bar. depressing that was yeah. a great bar sorry a bar burned down um Hey, keep in mind that it was 18 for beer back in that day, so I wasn't, yeah. like, wandering around with a fake ID. But I did drink hard liquor that night. Wow. Yeah, yeah statute. Bad boy. Statute of limitations. Mm-hmm. I, I hit some booze that night. You know the RCPD would come after you. <laughs> They're <laughs> listening so right now. <laughs> they so would. Huh. And we're going along here. Let's go. Last question is a bunch of questions. It's from Purple oh, Powerhouse. It's a rapid fire woo. question round. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Right. Mexican or Italian food? Mexican. Italian. Mexican. Beer or hard liquor? Hard liquor. Hard liquor. Beer. If you had to give one up forever, which would it be? Alcohol or Whataburger? Oh. Alcohol. Alcohol. Whataburger. Okay. I'm basically giving up alcohol now. So <laughs> PC or Mac? Mac. Mac. PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. PlayStation. Uh, Atari. <laughs> not not an option, but okay. Uh, Ford or Chevy? I drive a Chevy, but I don't really care. As long as I get to point A, point B. Dodge. Neither, but Chevy if I had to choose. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. 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 Uh, Oreos or chocolate chip cookies? Chocolate chip cookies, chocolate unless chip I have a right. nice glass of I mean, milk. If they're fresh and baked at home, chocolate chip cookies. Oh, that's if, big, but Oreos. If they're, <laughs> <laughs> if they're chips ahoy, I'm taking Oreos. I'm like, you've got the best mom ever if you get fresh baked Oreos. <laughs> She's from Keebler. Is that who does that? I don't know. Nabisco. Uh, Is that who? Think? She's from Keebler. <laughs> the Keebler Oreos. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. That was it? Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, man. I like those rapid fires. Let's get some more of those, guys. More rapid fires. This is a good overtime round, though. We had a lot of good questions. Longest segment. And pickles. Whataburger. We're never talking to a woman ever again. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, honey. I'm down here talking to these guys on your birthday. That's it for the PowerCat Podcast. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we will have the pregame podcast either Thursday or Friday. I'm hoping Thursday, but, you know, that requires me to be a responsible adult and get my work done in an early fashion. Got a lot to do on Wednesday. That's why the podcast is up on the site Tuesday night. We'll be back next week with a podcast wrapping up football and taking more of your questions and maybe some big news coming out of K-State. We'll see. Thanks to The Fridge, our sponsor, and our segment sponsors, Tanners, Wahoo, and the high-low. All of them in Aggieville. All of them get their liquor from the fridge. So why don't you? Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.